Humans, what is up? It is Halloween day. Earliest you can hear this is November 1st. But it's Halloween day. Halloween day in New York City. The children trick or treat like right after school. And I, and I imagine into the evening. But if you ever try to run an errand around this time, which this time is 3.51 p.m., there's kids uh, trick-or-treating at a lot of the businesses and such. Maybe they go to homes in the evening. Heck, I might even find out tonight. Humans, last year I went and got you some compelling audio from New York, from the village, from the village Halloween parade. This year will be no exception. I'll be making my way over there to get you some compelling audio. You'll be able to hear that in this Friday's episode. Just a nice, fun, you know, evening with Sid. A man on the street, if you will. Maybe I'll even be in quote-unquote party mode. So, folks, we are going to go to Commercial Corner today. We got a submission to the listener line. And, uh, you know, it's right up my alley. Oh, boy, here comes Sid. He's going to bitch and moan about something. Well, that's true. That's true. Sid, are you dressing up? We know you like the audio nature, the creative nature of Halloween costumes, but are you going to be something? Well, I think I'm going to dust off my old, my an old, not my old. It's not, it's not such a tradition that it's my old, my old. I am going to dust off a costume I've had before. It's Vincent, John Travolta's character from Pulp Fiction. It's Vincent as a dork. Of course, if you're familiar with the film, and if you're not, put it in your queue. If you're familiar with the film, John Travolta and Sam Jackson have had a little trouble. And they have to dispose of uh, a dead body and also get a car cleaned in the movie uh they go to quentin tarantino's house and of course our boy harvey Keitel joins the crew as the wolf he solves some problems and vent uh and quentin tarantino's character has to give samuel l jackson and john travolta's characters some clothes harvey Keitel, the wolf says how do you think they look quentin tarantino's character says like dorks and then they show these two in just typical like bathing suit type shorts and uh you know nerdy looking t-shirts um john travolta's got baby blue kind of blue t uh swim swim shorts on and a uc Santa Barbara Banana Slugs shirt on. And wouldn't you know, folks, I own that shirt. I bought it from the UC Santa Barbara... Excuse me. Excuse me. UC Santa Cruz bookstore years ago when I was this for Halloween a few years back. That year I needed a wig. This year my hair's long enough. I think with enough gel I can get that darker color and kind of slick, slick-ish back. Slick-ish back that Vince and Vega has in Pulp Fiction. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. And folks, funny story about when I was this uh, 
when I was Dork Vincent for Halloween years ago. I think it was probably Halloween of 2012. And I, I came up with this brilliant idea for a brilliant costume. IMO, in my opinion. And had plans. I can't remember what day of the week Halloween was on that year, but certainly Halloween weekend, Saturday night, went to a bar that had a nice big outdoor uh, with some friends. And I said to my lover at the time, my companion at the time, I said, I bet you no fewer than five people will come up to me and just like gush and be like, that is a sick, sick costume, dude. I was so full of gusto. So just like, yeah, I mean, this is badass and I fucking know it. I'm sexy and I know it. <laughs> well, and that's how I went into it. Now, mind you, I'm a performer. I've got a podcast. You know, I was a house performer at the Upright Citizens Brigade for five years. So, you know, I'm, I I go out with a certain amount of gusto. I expect to be noticed. You know, that's just that's just me. Take it or leave it for better or for worse. You know, I <laughs> I'm the star of my own movie. As are many of you to yourselves, I would hope. So I really just thought that. That was like my expectation going to this bar. Yes, I was going to be hanging out with friends. Yes, it was just a fun Saturday night in general. Yes, it was a cool venue. It was all about like, I was just very prepared for the amount of accolades I was going to receive. And as the clock ticked by, I wasn't receiving them. I think it was well after midnight. Eventually, someone came over and I was like, oh, I love your shirt. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, right? I had to order this from the gift store just to create this look. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Vincent from Pulp Fiction. She was like, oh, I just went to Santa Cruz. I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, at that point in the night, it wasn't going to be enough, I knew, to be my five, my five people congratulating me. And I thought five was the low number, no fewer than five. But that still felt like when your team's getting beaten down, at least they avoid the upset. You know, you're like, oh, good. We're going to get a touchdown at least. <laughs> it's like, finally, someone's noticing. No, didn't happen. And I don't have any, um, you know, if I wear this tonight, which I think I will, I'm not picturing anyone coming up to me and saying that. It'll just be for me. It'll just be for you guys to have a picture painted of what I look like out on the streets of Manhattan. A little rain in the forecast. I guess I'll bring some sort of a protective shell for that. Um, that'll happen. All right, folks. We are going to talk about a commercial. I want to talk about something funny that I came across. The Stanford tree, of course, the Stanford Cardinal, Stanford University, their mascot, popular in trivia. Can you name two of the sports teams that don't... Can you name two sports teams whose team name, whose mascot doesn't end in an S? And I don't mean mascot like Tennessee has Smokey and all that jazz. I mean, like the mascot, like the volunteers or what have you. Whose team name. And it's always, oh, right, Stanford Cardinal, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. 
what's the other one? Two lane green wave. There's very, there's very few. So a little trivia for you folks. You ever come across that? Anyway, the Stanford tree, I guess that's the name of the little tree that dances around that little tree mascot that dances around. Uh, <laughs> he's been suspended because he held up a banner that said Stanford hates fun or something like that. And, the Arizona State Sun Devil little mascot helped him hold it up. And apparently that's in some backlash to Stanford cracking down on parties and such. And I don't want to get too much into it because I don't know why. You know, maybe there's some bad things going on there. But, you know, for, on the surface level, it's fun. A university student bunking the system, especially in the name of partying. So let's, uh, you know, be on the lookout for updates for that. That's just kind of fun. The tree mascot. <laughs> And they said he's suspended per band policies. Band, as in B-A-N-D. So I guess that had to do with uh, with him holding up, you know, an unauthorized banner. And I read about this story on ESPN.com and the football blog Saturdays Down South. And even though I dislike it, I did read about it somewhat on Barstool.com. Forgive me. That's not a place I like to go get information of any kind. Um, it's a quick personal check-in on your boy here, your boy being me. You all, if you know me, you know I'm a big Tennessee Volunteers fan. And again, no one really wants to hear about other people's favorite teams. So I'll try to keep this as just like, you know, this would be fun if it was your favorite team kind of a thing. But we're ranked number two. We're going to play UGA, ranked number one. This is uh, very likely some kind of a preview to the national championship. Or certainly a preview to the national championship landscape. And certainly going to be a decider in, uh, or one of the deciding factors in who plays to represent the SEC East in the SEC championship. Georgia Bulldogs, Tennessee Volunteers, big rivals meeting as number one and number two in the country, both undefeated. ESPN game day will be in Athens. It'll be the third time the Vols have played a game where game day was in the town where they were playing, the other two being Knoxville. Anyway, enough about that, but I bring it up, and I brought up the Stanford tree, or bringing up the Stanford tree reminded me of this. When I was a student at UT, the team was still very good. We were ranked like top five in the country in preseason polls when I was there and such. So we're still very much coming off our powerhouse years. And of course, went dormant for a long time. But when I was there, when I was a student, we were ranked by the AP poll and by Playboy magazine. Number one party school in the country. By the Associated Press and by Playboy magazine, whom I trust, especially back then. In polls like that. And I just want it to be on the record that of the year that we won that, I think that it was my sophomore year. And that was my sophomore year. It was one of the years I partied the hardest. In second semester of my sophomore year, I partied probably as hard as I ever had and got the best grades I ever did. Number one party school in the nation, according to two polls. And your boy was out there contributing to that, helping earn that, for better or for worse. And one of those semesters, I got my best grades I ever got. The other semester, no comment. And there's lots of party schools out there, but I think they had all kinds of, you know, various criteria of different things. And I think the team being very good 
And all those fall Saturdays really added to that. Anyway, before we get to this commercial sent into the listener line, I do want to say thanks again to everyone who submitted and participated in the audio Halloween costume contest. It was a ball. It was a blast. It was a fun episode to do. It was fun to listen to all of your submissions. I had a great time, and it really was so, so tough to just pick one. Uh, it was incredibly tough. And so, yeah, I don't know if I need to come up with different categories because I, I, I didn't want to pick just one, to be honest. I don't know if I should come up with different categories next time I do a contest or if we just accept that participating is, is, is really just almost all of it. It's just fun to put together such a fun episode that has so many creative ideas. But I guess someone has to win for it to be a contest. Anyway, just wanted to say a big thanks to all you humans again for participating. They were all so fun. It was such a... Such a fun episode. I felt like I was hanging out with all of you as I was putting that episode together and um, and talking with you, at you, and about you. I'm going to go ahead and put this energy out there. Energy, idea. I don't know when this will happen. But I had a thought the other day that we should have some sort of an audio dance. An audio ball. An audio party, an audio prom. I don't know what yet. But I think what it would be fun to do would to be have everyone submit who they would invite as their plus one. Again, not sure when that would take place and how we would frame it exactly. A ball certainly sounds fun. Ball isn't, you know, like a synonym for a grand dance or something. Possibly a dance... I don't know. Just throwing it out there, you know, that way when you're kind of out letting your mind wander, you can think to yourself, oh, that might be a fun plus one to bring to something. And I understand a lot of you are in relationships. Many of you are even married. I, you know, I guess it's what you're willing to put on the air. I guess it's if your significant other listens to the show, too. I guess it's if they give a damn who your audio plus one would be. I mean... There are certain people out there that would be very offensive. They would be hurt, no, no less, nevertheless. There's certain people that might be able to take it as a joke. I don't know. So you might be handicapped or inspired by that if you find yourself in a committed couple. <laughs> anyway, I look forward to that. Uh, you know, We'll figure out a way to make that something fun, but I wanted to go ahead and put it on the radar because I know I know the way I get ideas is sometimes they just pop into my head when I least expect it. And I'm like, there it is. That's it. Boom. Let me write it down. So let's go check in on the listener line. So Dan in New York, Dan in New York sent a message to the listener line. And it's uh, just, <laughs> it's a link to a YouTube. Uh, it's a YouTube link. It's Defender, watch, Defender 130 dash friends in high places on YouTube. Uh, Defender 130 being the uh, Land Rover uh, 130. It's an ad for this particular vehicle. And uh, it is upsetting. And the, the body of the email, uh, in addition to the link, just says, you're going to hate hard. And Dan, you're not wrong. I am going to hate hard. Uh, this one has no dialogue or anything. So we'll just play the audio and then I'll just... I'll just talk over it. 
So here we go, we got a bunch of people hiking. They're hiking up in the desert. Oh, and there's, oh, here comes this Land Rover Defender 130 passing them. Now he's honking at them, backing up. Yeah, why would you guys want to hike up a mountain, get in the new eight-seat Defender 130, capable of great things, wherever you find yourself? It's just stupid. Like, I thought the appeal of these, uh, you know, these capable of great things wherever you find yourself. The Land Rover, the new eight-seat Defender 130. But, like, I don't know. I've always thought Land Rover was like, yeah, dude, some, I'm like a safari guy. Let's go trekking, dude. Let's see where these things can go. But it's supposed to be, like, synonymous for the outdoors in some way. And this almost just feels like, hey, take the easy way out. Also, what nature lover, and I'm lumping myself in with nature lovers here. What nature lover is, like, stoked to see a commercial where you're out in the middle of nowhere, away from humanity, away from people, away from cities at all, and then you get honked at? That's a turn off, dude. Freaking turn off. And the best part about the very end of this ad, too. So at the very end, it's the, the thing is now driving away. And it's showing them all taking a selfie at this, like, wonderful cliff. This wonderful peak they've made it to. It's an odd direction for Land Rover to go in. And odd, I mean, from an authentic person's point of view. Maybe this makes perfect sense for the TikTok people out there. This makes perfect sense for Instagram heads and social media heads, I guess. Maybe, it's, maybe it is very honest in that way. But an authentic person, I'm like... These guys are all taking a selfie at the very edge of this cliff as this thing drives away that had dropped them off and it honked at them, mind you. I mean, are they putting in their posts when they post this selfie of themselves all all uh, on this cliff's edge? Like, didn't actually hike it, got dropped off. <laughs> it would be bad enough if it didn't show this selfie moment. The ad would be bad enough if it didn't show this selfie moment. If it's just like, oh, you're taking the easy way out. You got honked at, you know. Hey, why not pile in the car with a bunch of stupid smiling smiles on our faces? And it shows them like turning on the climate control, you know. Why, why hike on what looks like a pretty beautiful day and doesn't look oppressively hot? No one's really sweating. The ad, all that is bad enough, lame enough. But then to show these people all gathered around taking a selfie after this thing has dropped them off is just like, oh, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect example of <laughs> the bullshit that is like the fakeness of social media. And I hate to bring this up because it's such an Instagram thing, but it's such a perfect example of Instagram versus Instagram versus reality. We're left to assume, I'm left to assume at least, maybe humans, maybe you're with me, maybe you're against me, that none of these people, when they're tagged in this post, these fictitious characters, 
are going to be letting it be known that they were driven up this uh, this this hike. File that under lame. Thank you, Dan. Thank you in New York. Thank you in New York. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan in New York, for the submission. That did get my blood boiling. It is Halloween, and I did promise we're going to Commercial Corner. I feel like part of Commercial Corner should be kind of checking in on an old ad, although it doesn't always happen. But let's go. Let's let's quickly find an old Halloween ad. This ought to be kind of fun. Let's see what we got here. Hey, kids. Here comes Peter Pumpkin. For a safe Halloween, do what Peter does. Wear a light-colored costume short enough so you don't trip. If you wear a mask, make sure you can see. Makeup's better. Don't crisscross the street. Call on one side, then the other. Parents, set boundaries and a time to be home. Carry a flashlight for extra safety. And let's all have a safe Halloween. Interesting. I feel like... Not that I have a memory of this specifically, but I feel like being a young child in the 80s, you know, I was in, I was in kindergarten and I guess, not, you know, what, you are five and then you turn six in kindergarten. So I was in kindergarten in 86, 87. I feel like I kind of have memories of this sort of initiative. Oh yeah, careful you can breathe through your mask. Careful you can see through your mask. It's like, well, duh, dude. And I love how they're, like, telling the kids. The kids are in charge of their costumes. Make sure your clothes aren't hanging too low. Make sure you can see out of your mask. Makeup's better. Makeup's better. This That's all to the children. The children have such autonomy. They're out shopping for their costumes by themselves. They're out putting them on by themselves. Then it's like, oh, yeah, and parents set boundaries. They do address the parents. Parents set boundaries. Carry a flashlight. Have a safe Halloween. Kind of, it must be an 80s commercial. It was part of a huge compilation. It was like, I looked, looked through and it was just the most interesting thing. I don't know when it when this was out. It was in color. I'm left to assume early 80s. Kind of seems like a PSA. Public service announcement. Uh, but either way, wow, harkens back to a time when kids can just go trick-or-treating on their own. But it seems like it's... Again, when you're a teenager, I guess you can go do that. My parents always accompanied us. But uh, it seems like it's targeting younger kids that would kind of need some adult supervision. But maybe maybe times were just more fun back then. People say it. This is a nice, uh, nice thing to pull out of a time capsule. Anyway, folks, have a great Halloween. Hey, if you feel up to it, let me know what you are. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Well, i got to get my ducks in a row. I need to bathe. I need to find my Dork Vincent outfit. And i got to go find you guys some compelling audio for Friday's show. So have a happy Halloween. Of course, I'm telling you that it is happy Halloween. You're hearing this at the very earliest November 1st. So I hope you're having a great November 1st. Of course, for some of you, not me. For some of you, November 1st is the beginning of the Christmas season. Not my take, but you're out there, so I guess I'll acknowledge you. All right, have a great, great day. Don't forget to pay your rent. It is November 1st. Peace.